70. We got to 70, Scotty. We did. I should I should say hello to everyone. <laughs> hello, everyone. Welcome to the Parkrun Adventurers, including you, Scotty. Hi, Mel. Thank you for joining me again this week. My pleasure as always. I've brought the 70s-inspired music. Love it. So I'm putting us in the mood for the rest of the ep. Excellent. Now... The question that is on everybody's mind is, number 39, did you match my number on the most events list? For starters, I think you've grossly overestimated everyone's interest in our <laughs> most events tally slash competition. Is, isn't this what everybody thinks about all week, every week, is who is going to come out on top of the most events list? Between the two of us? Look, I, I, st- I keep starting the conversation with everybody. But it, <laughs> they don't it seem peters, interested. <laughs> it peters out pretty quickly. So I think they're sending me a signal that okay. they're not as interested in it as you and I. But All right. Well, maybe just answer the question for my benefit and then we can move on. Quick summary. Yes, we're equal on the most events. You have attended 39 different events and so have I. Damn it. Okay. So we're equals. For now. That's the way I look at it. (laughs) And where did you um, achieve this wonderful milestone? So event number 39 was at Mount Beauty. It was a launch, which is exciting. Always great to see the birth of a new event. You know, lots of people standing around with no idea what's going on, not sure what's about to happen, and then it's a mix of people that know exactly what's going to happen, very experienced, very excited, and that's what I experienced on Saturday at Mount Beauty. So it was a launch, but it wasn't a big launch. The numbers are in the 60s because Mount Beauty is in the Vic Alpine region. Lovely. Yeah, so at the base of Falls Creek and cold. I'll bet. (laughs) Does it get snow but in winter? That's a question I ask one of the locals, and it doesn't really snow. Like they, they call it a covering, and it doesn't. They don't really get a covering. They see snow, but it doesn't really snow. If that makes sense. They see it fall, but it doesn't stay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I say it was cold. It actually wasn't too cold on Saturday, so it's in a. <laughs> well, I mean, it's cold, but it's not like I'm in pain cold like I was a couple of weeks ago. Okay. Because it's in a valley, so there's no wind. That's where all the pain comes, when the wind gets through you. And there wasn't any wind. It was perfectly still morning, a few blue skies. A few of them? Yeah, just a few. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's, that's a common expression, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it is now. So um, a few blue skies. Yes. Were there any bridges? There were bridges. I don't – well, you go over, so it's it's around a pondage, not a lake. It's around a pondage. Is a pondage even a word? A pondage is a word. So it's all linked to the hydro scheme up there. The, the whole town's sort of linked to power in some sort of way. I'm, again, I'm not a historian on the on these this stuff. The facts elude me a little <laughs> bit, but I saw lots of signs and I saw lots of power lines. And I understand that if you've got a big body of water and all that water flows somewhere, you, you generate electricity. So it's all linked to that sort of stuff. So, yes, it is a pondage. So 
And that's what makes it a pondage versus being a pond. It's not a size situation. It's the fact that the water generates electricity. Is that correct? Are we learning some facts to yeah, let's go on it. the podcast yeah, this week? Yeah, let's go with <laughs> They that. might be alternative facts, but... <laughs> yeah, it's all the rage. Yep. Okay. So they have like outlets of the pondage. So technically we, we ran over those little canals, what are they called? The outlets. Outlets, yeah. So yes, bridges are included in Mount Beauty. Not okay. long bridges. And it felt like a bit like Alcatraz where you were going through a prison because there was all barbed wire over the top. And Ooh. Chain link fences you ran through. Could you see through them? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's Mount Beauty. Really pretty. So you run around the bondage. Can I just ask, have you ever run through Alcatraz? Look, I went to Alcatraz when I was very young and I can't remember if I ran. <laughs> okay. But you've been <laughs> there say, so you do know what it's like. <laughs> Yeah. I'm just trying to see whether or not you're a credible storyteller here. <laughs> <laughs> but please continue. All my stories are based on fact. <laughs> so as I was saying, you run around the pondage, and so you're surrounded by these mountains. So Mount Beauty is going to be a very well-photographed parkrun adventure for many people because as you run around one side of the pondage, you look back and you see... The mountain range, it nestled in the clouds, lots of trees because there's lots of trees on mountains and it just, it looks pretty. And we went there at the end of autumn, so the autumn colours were up and about. And how's the elevation? So you see the mountains, but do you necessarily run some of the hillage? How ironic, there is zero elevation. It is pancake flat. And so this is another part of my adventure on Saturday. I went out just to run a tempo. A tempo run. Just keep it about 80% and leave it at that. And I look down at my watch a few K in and I'm going, I'm going all right. I'm doing this oh, easy. <laughs> this is when the trouble starts. And then I think, I could probably go for a PB here. <laughs> but I had, I trusted my program. I just kept it to a tempo and then I get across the finish line and not far off the PB. And so there was a part of me that's going... If I just if I just dropped it on a couple of kilometres, I would have got a PB. But that leaves me with an excuse to go back. It does. So a flat, fast course. Yes. And because you're around Pondage, is because you're in a valley, so you're not getting the wind that you would normally get off a lake. How does a Pondage compare in size to a lake? It's not big. Okay. So you can see, that's the other good thing about this park run, because it's going to be small. They're actually not going to need a lot of volunteers because you can see everybody the whole way around, except for a little little pocket, I guess. You'd... Is, it, is it a loop or an out and back? It's an out and back, So you basically, but you basically run a whole length of the bondage, get to the turnaround point, and then run all the way back. Oh, okay, cool. Because if you did two laps of it, it probably would just be a pinch over 5K. So you go out and back, which is great. Gives you the opportunity for the high fives, catching the people coming the other way, which I've got to be honest, when I first started parkrun, I wasn't a big fan of the out and backs, but they're growing on me. I quite like getting the opportunity to see everybody else. So you get to see the fast girls and guys up the front and go, yeah, they're running really fast. But then you also get to see everybody 
that's included. You do, and you get to see their faces, not just their asses, which is nice. Yeah, so I got to see my girls. Um, Kasha made a new friend, which was great. And big tick for Mount Beauty Park Run this week. Sounds gorgeous. We'll have to add that one to the list. Yes. Another state to get a launch last weekend was South Australia, and we had a man on the ground, and he was wearing a suit. Could you guess who it might be, Scotty? One of our favourites. Definitely one of our favourites. I'm glad to hear the suit arrived in time. Let's let him tell everybody all about it, shall we? Good morning, uh, Scott and Mel. This is PK, uh, underscore PK, Paul Kitching, whatever you want to call me, mate. What I am is a parkrun adventurer and uh, one of your roving reporters for, what is it, is it the Channel 5 news team, I think, uh, now, Scotty? I was very impressed when you uh, upgraded us. And thanks so much for the, um, for the uh, merchandise, the, the new outfit. The suit's a little bit uncomfortable to run in and uh, whilst carrying the, uh, the massive microphone, but uh, I'll give it a go. Uh, <laughs> checking in from South Australia and uh, doing a little report from the new Mawson Lakes parkrun. I'm here at Mawson Lakes, uh, and there's an awesome turnout, far out, I reckon more than they expected. Uh, so anyway, we're going to um, head off. There's quite a few crew from different park runs here. They've been having trials for the last few weeks. I'm going to get out there and um, uh, have a look and check it out, and uh, then I'll uh, have a chat to some of the crew afterwards as well. So um, let's go and see what this like is like. Hey, Mel, you're going to love this. I'm not sure if, if you or anyone has actually had a look at the map, but and if you, if you haven't, please make sure you do, uh, because the actual course, the Mawson Lakes course is shaped like a Z, like a Z, and that means a lot to us uh, Derek Zoolander Running Club champs. Well, we, we, we think we're champs. Anyway, enough rabbling. Let's go and have a run. Okay then, well we've done the park run and it was awesome uh, out here at Mawson Lakes. Beautiful run, the, doing the Z or the Z course was awesome. Lots of left hand turns which was brilliant and uh, lots of good looking people out there on the course. Um, I reckon they got an awesome turnout. Um, I'm going to chat to a few people. I've got Kylie and Peter here now. I've seen Kylie and Peter out at a few events actually. I think it was the Greenbelt where I saw them walking past me at a mad pace. Because um, you guys are professional walkers, is that right? Uh, we're not professional walkers, we just do it for the fun of it. Oh, I reckon you're professional. <laughs> well, we try anyway. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's great fun. Um, Good on you. Tell me more. Um, I, uh, when I was following you at uh, Cleveland, no, no, at Greenbelt, I think it was, um, yeah, your, your t shirt. Tell me a little bit about the story about what you guys are actually doing. Sure, we, uh, every year we do what we call a 105 challenge where we do five half marathons and um, five half marathons adds up to 105 kilometres. So Fantastic. this year we've added a, a marathon as well. So we're doing the Sydney Marathon. Fantastic. So what are, so what are the five marathons that you're doing? Uh, we do the Clare half marathon and then the uh, Greenbelt and then the uh, Barossa, which we've got tomorrow. And then we've got the Adelaide half marathon and then the McLaren Vale. Fantastic, well done, and you got t-shirts to, to do it, and how's it been going Carly, you been enjoying it? Yeah, it's been great, getting, getting a, um, a, a lot of training in, both running and walking, so it's, yeah. it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Fantastic, and lots of support out there for you, no doubt, and um, is this something that um, you've always been walkers, or something you just aspired to, what, what, what got you going to do this? Um, we used to be runners, but then playing netball and running got trouble with the knees a bit, so walking seemed to be much better on the knees, and yeah, still good exercise as well. So. Fantastic, what do you think? Of the Mawson Lakes uh, Park Run. Where, where, oh, sorry, first of all, where is your home park run, and um, or do you just go lots of them? And uh, what did you think of today? 
Um, we usually go to Torrens Park Run, but Mawson Lakes is closer to home. But it's a really good course, really enjoyed it, but um, done a few and uh, enjoy all of them, yeah. Great, thank you so much. Well, well done, Peter. Thank you uh, for uh, being here today. I'm sure the Mawson Lakes organisers would love the fact that you guys are out here training for your walking and have a, and have a great walk tomorrow. Enjoy the Barossa. All right, thanks very much, mate. Yeah, yeah. it's been a great walk today. Really enjoyed it. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to tomorrow. Awesome, and great to speak to. As we know, Park Run is a- absolutely inclusive and we know that we celebrate walkers and runners, so that's why I wanted to talk to you guys because I think you're doing a great thing. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thanks very much, mate. Good on you guys. Let's go and find someone else to chat to, some other legends. Okay, I'm now with Kate, uh, who's um, fabulously uh, good-looking because, of course, she is a Zoolander. Hi, Kate. Hello, how are you? Great. So there's a few Zoolanders here. There's a few of us in our T-shirts looking um, beautiful, and there's a lot of them uh, Zoolanders in your tutus. Is is this a a regular uh, outfit? Well, this is our when we're touristing, when we're uh, away from our home um, parkrun of Lockyer, we like to wear our tourist tourist costumes. I love it. So real parkrun adventurers. Yep, and there's uh, there's a junior parkrun adventurer right there. Yeah, looking great. Uh, what do you think of today's course, Kate? It was lovely and a great turnout for the first event at Mawson Lakes. And, yeah, nice course, nice to do something a bit different and lots of things to look at. The little guy enjoyed all the things he could see from the pram. I love it, I love it. And why are you a, a, a member of the Derek Zealander Centre for Kids Who Can't Run Good? Uh, because they're fabulously good-looking, so which other club could I be part of? <laughs> <laughs> Correct. We are all pretty beautiful. Um, well, good on you for coming out, and you're looking beautiful in your tutus. Um, and, yes, look out for our photo on the Derek Zoolander Facebook page. Um, it's probably the best-looking photo on that page uh, when we post it. Thanks for coming out, Kate. No worries. Thank you. Good on you. Okay, I'm now just going to do some uh, rapid-fire questions to uh, some people who've just done the uh, Mawson Lakes Park Run. I'm here with uh, Gary. Gary, how are you, mate? I'm good, very good. Thanks, Paul. Very good. Where, what's your home park run? Uh, Mount Barker is my home park run. Awesome. What do you think of Ma- uh, Mawson Lakes? Very good. It's a possible uh, PB course for me, I think, and it's close to home as well, closer than Mount Barker is. We need to move Mount Barker Park Run close to my home. <laughs> That's right. Well done today, mate. And final uh, important question, who's your favourite Park Run Adventures podcast presenter? Um, this chubby called Scott, um, a According to the $50 note that I got sent a couple of weeks ago. Thank you. Back for more rapid fire questions. I'm now with the awesome Jazz. G'day, Jazz. Hello. Uh, what's your home park run? My Barker Park Run. Awesome. And uh, why, uh, why are you here today at Mawson Lakes and what do you think of it? I'm here for the opening and I reckon it was great. It was definitely good to have a Z for Zooey's. Good on you. Yep, another fellow uh, Zoolander here. And final question, um, the Parkrun Adventurers podcast, who's your favourite presenter? Oh, uh, I reckon Mel. Excellent, excellent answer. Thanks, guys. Chatting to another in a minute. Okay, we're still going on the uh, rapid-fire questions. I'm now uh, with Jason. G'day, Jason. How are you going this morning? Yeah, I'm great, mate. Um, which uh, Parkrun are you from? Uh, Victor Harbour. Fantastic. And uh, what brought you to Mawson Lakes and what do you think of it? Oh, I just like getting around to the different ones and uh, aiming to become a statesman eventually. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And what do you think of today? Oh, it was great. Good turnout. Yeah, nice weather for it. And yeah, yeah, awesome. it's good to see everybody out here. Brilliant. And uh, of the uh, Park Run podcast, uh, sorry, Park Run Adventures podcast presenters, who's your favourite? Oh, what's that guy, that roving reporter? What's his name? PK, I think. Oh, uh, yeah, I've heard of him. Yeah, yeah. Good, on, good, good answer. Good answer. Thank you. <laughs> I'm now with Justin Paris, uh, one of the event directors. Congratulations, Justin, uh, on the launch of uh, Mawson Lakes. Thank you very much. Uh, great turnout today. How many did you get? Uh, 307, I believe. That is brilliant. Well done. Far out. I'm from Mount Barker Park Run, and I think our best is 2, 
50 odd, 240, I can't remember now, but uh, I great work. We had a few tourists today from <laughs> South Alvin and Nalunga and um, Mount Barker, and, and so, so, certainly a lot of people in the northern suburbs have been waiting a long time for it. So I think it'll keep growing. It'll drop off next week and then start growing from there. Absolutely. So uh, what, what, uh, when did you get involved in parkrun? How long have you been? Uh, I've been parkrunning for probably a couple of years. Um, mainly my main thing is, a, is trail runner and, and ultra marathon running. Um, I just love doing the park running as a, as a Saturday morning kick out before my Sunday trail run. Um, you spend a lot of time. I spend a lot of time on the trails, either with very few people or on my own. Yeah. And to to run just a nice, easy 5k with so many happy people on a Saturday morning is just a ticket. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. No, you're right. There. We're we're at the uh, Indulge Cafe afterwards, the official uh, Mawson Lakes uh, Park Run uh, Cafe, and it is absolutely packed. They are run off their feet, literally. But we're all here enjoying it, and uh, it's great to see. Yeah, as you said. Um, we've done, we've all earned a little bit of. Uh, coffee and maybe a bit of cake after after our run. So. I think you've done very well, mate. I think you'll be relaxing very well. No, it's awesome. And, and as you said, there's lots of adventurers here today. I've met quite a few people and a beautiful course, really, really, um, a really nice course. How did you choose the course? Yeah, it took a while to get a two point, you, you need two and a half K yeah. at least with an out and back. Um, and the, the park run um, rule of no crossing roads made it a little bit difficult in Mawson Lakes. There's not a lot of space without houses and roads, so it took a little bit of planning to get two and a half k without um, uh, to make that, the 5k up without crossing a road, and we came up with that by making a Z-shaped course, which is quite unique. I think it means a lot of corners on the course, um, but we're really happy with the course um, with its half lake, half linear park. Ooh. So you've got half of a lake run; it's pretty much half and half, yeah. and half of the linear park creek run. But what I really like about the course is the visibility between runners. It's amazing. You can almost see every other runner on the course at all times. Absolutely. It's, and so, it's so social. It, everyone can smile and waving at each other. It's great. Yeah. Absolutely. That's what I felt today as well. Lots of opportunities for high fives and for cheering people on, even if you know they're walking or they're running from either side. Um, absolutely. And even in the linear park section, you're running that out and back. You can see everyone on the other side of the creek mm. as you're running down mm. the creek. So it's not you're not just doing your one hand slap on the way back of an out and back. You're actually seeing the other runners at all times. There's just runners everywhere. Yeah, absolutely, mate. And it's a great advertisement as well for Park Run, because I no doubt there are lots of other people out there that probably haven't heard about it or seen, and they're wondering what all these people are running around for. So I think that's I we think that's going to help. A few uh, residents today. <laughs> they'll, they'll get used to it and hopefully join in. Oh well, I I, I ran past some someone who had his blinds down and had a did massive sneeze, and I went out, I yelled out, "Bless you!" <laughs> so I'm sure, yeah. But um, no, good times. Thank you so much. Congratulations. Sorry, mate. Thank you very much. That, sorry, I mean, did you want to say one more thing? No, sorry? that's fine. No, you're a good man. I think, I think what he wants to say is, I need a coffee. <laughs> well, congratulations again, Justin. Thanks a lot, mate. Really good, and congratulations to Mawson Lakes Park Run. Uh, yep, that's it, over and out. Um, PK uh, checking out from Mawson Lakes Park Run. It's been a great day here today. Looking forward to seeing uh, the success of an, yet another park run here in South Australia. Looking forward to um, more people getting involved in park run. Thanks, Mel and Scott. You guys keep doing awesome things, and so will all us park run adventurers. Cheers. while since we had him on the show so we thought it was well past time to have Tim Oberg join us again. Tim welcome back to the podcast. 
Thanks, Mel. And hi, Scott. Great to be here. And how have you been keeping? Oh, well, I mean, I've had a, we've had a baby since, and a baby and a cyclone since the last time I was on the, on the podcast. And it was actually in that order. We had little Archie the day before Cyclone Debbie ripped through the Whit Sundays. Um, so it's definitely been an eventful couple of months. That was just over two months ago. So uh, it's been very busy in my household, indeed. And has Archie been to Parkrun yet? Archie actually made his parkrun debut on Saturday, just gone. He did one lap of a two-lap course, so in, in the pram, of course. You also shared with us this week, Tim, in the newsletter. It was great to have you back. You also shared your personal journey over the past couple of weeks and your battle with anxiety. It got a good response from our parkrunners. Yeah, that's right. Look, I... I Felt it was time that I I felt I felt like writing something for the newsletter. I obviously read the newsletter every week, and I'm, I'm, I'm sort of watch what should get compiled. And uh, I miss, uh, I guess, not having my voice in there each week. Um, so uh, you know, obviously, I mentioned to you, Scott, that I wanted to start to write again in the newsletter, and um, and you, you agreed. And I thought, okay, what's what can I what can I write about? And I was I was coming up with ideas I was going to write about maybe um, pacing at Parkrun because that's something I've been doing a bit of and then I thought I might actually do a little bit of an expose about how everything works behind the scenes with with us you know with the management team and so on but then all roads just kind of kept leading me back to writing about uh, my anxiety uh, that I've been that I've been dealing with over the last nine months um, and then uh, you know as I mentioned there were a couple of um, sort of prominent cases of celebrities with depression that were in, in the media over the last couple of weeks and um yeah as i say the rose just kept leading me back to writing about uh, my mental health and so that's what we did and yeah as you say it's, it's had a really great response and i was uh i knew it would park parkrun's obviously a great platform to talk about things normally we just talk about parkrun but uh you know when, when we do raise other issues or causes yeah, it always gets a good response. Uh, you know, the newsletter goes to you know over three hundred thousand people, plus obviously all the reach from social media. So, yeah, I expected a, a good positive res- response, and certainly we've seen that. And I'm really pleased because I guess the whole point of writing about my journey is that hopefully it will inspire other people who are on similar journeys to to speak up, even if it means just talking to a friend. Uh, or whatnot. Obviously, not everyone has the luxury to be able to write in a, in the in the parkrun newsletter like like I do. So, so yeah, hopefully it's had a, a positive impact. I think one of the other reasons it did quite well is because over the journey, over the six years, you've given a, a lot of yourself to the parkrunners. So, do you feel mm. through your weekly newsletter, do you feel a connection with the parkrun community and the parkrunners? Because I think they feel that connection with you. Yeah, look, that's that's a really good point, and I think for Parkrun, parkrun in so many ways is is a personal thing for all of us. It's it's not. Um, I guess the fact that there's over four hundred and fifty thousand members now in Australia is is incredible. But ultimately, for most people, parkrun is about their small community and it's about their own individual parkrunning journey. Um, and it's no different for me. Uh, you know, when when we started Parkrun, we had zero events and zero members in Australia. Um, and so I've been writing this thing from the very early days when, um, you know, you could count you could count the members on on a couple of hands and a couple of feet. Um, and I guess it, there's been a, an, an evolution of 
of my journey and I guess um you know through this time I've been having kids and you know I lost my dog that was something I wrote about a while back and and then um you know the the running journey that we're all on as well of getting 50s and 100 clubs and things like that and so yeah it does feel like a really natural and easy thing for me to do to to I guess share a bit about my life with with the park runners and I guess I'm, I'm very aware that without the parkrun community there there is no parkrun um and i you know i do feel very very strongly connected to to anyone who comes up to me in in the street and mentions that they do parkrun or that they've got a friend who's a parkrunner and, and things like that so i think without a doubt there's a, a very strong personal connection at my end and i'm, I'm glad I, I would certainly like to think that parkrunners would enjoy um, you know, re- reading about my story and how that's progressing as well. You mentioned that um, the actual act of writing helps you. I'm, I'm sure it's very cathartic for a lot of people. Do you find that running itself is is a similar experience in terms of helping you deal with your anxiety? Look, on the most part, yes. Um, you know, exercise has been really important um, in in recovering from, I guess, in the the initial sort of uh, panic attack and and the, the sort of subsequent anxiety that came in the very early days of this, when you know, I had time off work and everything, I, I made a point of every single day doing some sort of exercise. Although the the um the doctor had said to me to do low intensity exercise, so I actually had a few weeks where I didn't go to park run and I wasn't doing my typical running training i was more doing things like sitting on a a stationary bike and listening to music and going for walks and certainly doing yoga and meditation and and things like that um because because one of the i guess and this i still get this a little bit is is when i start exercising at a high intensity um and you know if if you think to a typical park run everyone's just standing around and they have a briefing and then you just stand on the start line most of the time and it's ready go and everyone sprints and um you know we should all warm up probably a bit more at park run but i know typically i don't um and so you go from this kind of uh, stationary um you know lo- low heart rate scenario to a, to into a into a high heart rate scenario and and it, it it's one of those things that with people with anxiety you feel this you you sort you sort of are much more aware of your heart and and of your body and you, you do have that sensation of you feel like you might be about to have a heart attack and you know I'm laughing just just talking about it but um you know I often get that even now at park run is of when I when I go into that really high intensity run straight off the Certain you know, straight at the start of the run, you go, oh, I don't want to run too fast. I feel like it, you know, my heart's going too hard, and you slow down a bit. And and um, you know, I haven't PB'd for a long time, and one of the reasons is is a, I'm not I'm not as fit as I used to be, but b, also I, I just don't tend to push it as hard now because you do with with the anxiety, it, it can make you feel that way. So so I guess to answer your question, like running and exercise, absolutely. Um, but when I when I run really hard my mind starts playing some games on me and that's a real it's a really interesting challenge for me because it's something that i then you know i've got 5k to overcome that so you have this little mind game going on in your head and and um i sort of do feel i always feel quite proud when i cross when i cross the line at park right now and finish a park run because it's an extra little layer of 
of of a battle that I'm going through when I when I do a park run. It's not just I'm not fit enough or I'm not fast enough, but it's actually mentally being able to um, talk yourself around. So it's yeah, it's it's interesting. And what about the actual people slash community aspect of it? Because I know if I'm feeling particularly anxious, I just don't necessarily want to be with people. And a lot of the time, if you've gone to a new event or something like that, you, you've you got a certain level of anonymity and you can sort of only interact as much as you want to. But of course, you're Tim Oberg. You don't really have that anonymity anywhere, let alone at your home event. So how, how have you dealt with that? Or is that even an issue for you? Yeah. When I had my first um, breakdown, I had, I think it was two weeks that I didn't go to park run. And it was, that just wasn't a park run thing. I, I pretty much didn't, almost didn't leave the house uh, for a couple of weeks. I just didn't, I, I felt so, uh, you know, just wasn't at ease with things and I was confused and everything like that. And so I remember when I went back and did my first park run, no, no one knew anything was going on. Um, and I just rocked up and everyone was just like, Hey, you know, we haven't seen you for a couple of weeks. Good one. Because here at Early Beach Park Run, which is my home park run, I, I would like to think that I'm just another one of the park runners. You know, I'm just, I'm just Tim who comes to park run like everyone else. And, um, you know, I, I, you know, certainly don't throw my weight around walking around my own home park run. So, you know, telling everyone what to do or anything like that. So for the most part, I, I do just sort of, I would like to think anyway that I just blend in with everyone and am just one of the park runners. And so, yeah, so when, when I, uh, when I first got back into it, it, it was so great to just remember, it had only been a couple of weeks, but just to remind myself of how supportive the park run environment is parkrun's been just so crucial uh for me because i guess this is the, the this is the first time i've had the the real genuine home parkrun feeling because prior to this when i was living on the gold coast even though i had a home parkrun at kira and I, I used to love going there i didn't get there very often because i was always traveling around to other parkruns for launches and anniversaries and all that um but up here you know, there's only a couple of park runs around the place. We've got Bowen and Mackay that are sort of in striking distance. So, you know, nine times out of ten, I'm I'm an early beach park run. So, I now feel like I've got that genuine home park run where I sort of know all the faces. They all know me. We see each other during the week, you know, in the street, and everyone honks their horns and waves, and you see them in the supermarket and all that kind of stuff. So, um, so absolutely, like it's it's such a supportive community, um, here and. Despite what I, I know exactly what you're saying, but uh, I would like to think that I, I am just one of the guys, one of one of one of the park runners up here, and um, and so yeah, I, I feel I can blend in and, and just you know have that really supportive experience, which is great. Tim, for anyone who is experiencing anxiety or or struggling with these kinds of issues themselves for the first time, what advice from your own personal experience would you give to them well i mean i can talk all night about that one this one but i guess you know one of the things is you have to talk about it um you have to have the courage i guess to work out who in your life it is that you can talk to about Mm. this you know for me i was very lucky that once i sort of started like probably within 48 hours of trying to process what had happened and, you know, remembering I was down in Sydney. I wasn't actually with uh, with my family. Um, I was 
I was able to start talking about it with people and um, being pretty open and and um, I, I guess yeah, identifying who those key people are in your life who you think you can talk to about it. Um, obviously, if you if you don't have even anyone like that, then you, there's the professional route, which is you know your doctor or a, um, a counselor, or I think there's a number of sort of phone lines that are available. So I think generally speaking, talking about it is is probably the number one step. And you know, as as I've mentioned, writing about it has also helped me. But I, I think partly it's because I've got this great platform with Parkrun to be able to use my writing to help others, which I think is probably why that why the writing is so helpful for me. Um, the second thing I think is looking at your lifestyle and if there's any contributing factors that could be causing your anxiety or your depression or whatever it might be. And certainly for me, there was a number of um, quick wins i guess you might say around my lifestyle that it made a huge difference and particularly around my work habits and one of those as an example would be um that i i only i only had one phone for both work and uh, personal uh, and so therefore i was effectively always contactable for work related things and so i uh, i very quickly changed that i got a dedicated work phone so that when work finished that phone went off um and i I didn't go on again until the next day so it enabled me to disconnect and 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 de-stress um so so looking at your those sort of habits and then also around our sort of food and nutrition so uh and you know what you're drinking and and you know i was a, a mad keen coffee drinker probably two or three coffees a day um mainly socially like in terms of you know drinking coffees with friends or my wife or whatnot um and i haven't had a coffee now since um since august and i do miss it Uh, i think i miss the ritual of coffee more than the actual coffee itself but um you know so things like that i've cut coffee out um i stopped i haven't had a beer since um new year's eve um i was finding that alcohol was just not really agreeing with me anymore it just more, more on a chemical level i'd have a couple of drinks and just not feel good um different to a hangover like just just feel i was just feeling yuck um so i haven't had a, i haven't had any alcohol since in december 31st at about 10 p.m um and 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 just trying to really have a clean diet so cutting out all the sugar and all the things like that that for me all that stuff just goes to my head and, and doesn't make me feel great so doing as many things like that as you can do to to just try and help your mood and and, and help you uh, i guess help you the chemistry within your body so i guess they're the, the, the probably some of the some of the main things to do tim great advice thanks for sharing your story good luck Every, everything in your life and everything in the park run world going forward thanks mate there's obviously there's 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 a lot going on uh, you know in in both of those realms my life and the park run world but um i'm i'm definitely on the right track and and you know i guess last comment from me is is obviously i've, I've read a lot of the the comments on on the, well i've read all of the comments on on the blog on the park run website and there's there's a lot of a lot of you probably people listening and certainly park runners who are doing it a lot tougher than i am and uh, I hope that, um, you know, I guess listening to this and, and reading our, our blog and going to Parkrun um, gives those people some of what they need to try and um, feel better and, and, and get better and, and 
Um, I think I, I mentioned this in my article, but if if anyone out there wants to um, you know contribute to the Parkrun newsletter by sharing their story, then uh, then send it through because it um, it may help them feel better as well. So yeah, thanks for having me on, guys, and um, yeah, all the best. Launching this week is the Run Nation Film Festival. It's in its third year, and what a great opportunity to catch up with Keith Hong, who puts on the whole thing, and he's going to give us a bit of a a preview as to what's in store. Welcome to the podcast, Keith. Thank you. Uh, Good evening. Good evening, Scott, and hi, Mel, uh, and hi, everyone. Keith, three years you've been doing this. Um, It's bigger and better this year. You're in more places, I've noted, this, this year. That's a, that's a good sign of success. Obviously, the first two years have gone really well. Yeah, it's uh, a first year very much is a, it's a proof of concept that we, we, we just want to. First year, how we started, we just wanted to. Uh, we came across a lot of amazing content. Uh, I think stories of, uh, of, of runners with really uh, very different motivations and, 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 and um, the stories that, that they put together uh, is just really amazing, and we found that people were getting motivated just by watching the films without actually and, and needing needing to run. Uh, so we put that event together in the space of just what uh, eleven weeks. Um, so in twenty fifteen, we had you know two hundred and fifty six people all came together in one cinema in Sydney, and it was like that was really cool. Can we do it again next year? In 2016, we curated a whole series of original films again, uh, which very much, um, it's funny though, if you tell people it's a running film festival, the first thing that pop into their head, they're going to think, am I going to watch two hours of just watching people run around the block or running around the marathon track? Or I would say, no, 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 it's not just the running, but the, the focus is very much on the human interest side of it, um, on, on why they run, what motivates them, what what excites them. But it's often there's a bit of a twist. Often there's a bit of a uh, people have shed a few tears. Some people get laughed a little bit. So year on year, including this year, we have very different content again. Uh, and of course, we we um, because the running community is so strong at the moment, uh, and of course with all the different partners, we have expanded from one to seven venues to 14 different venues this year. 14 different venues. So you start in Sydney this week. I know I'm going to be heading along to see um, the Brisbane viewings. So where, where else can people find you, Keith? Um, we, we are in most uh, of the capital cities. Uh, I think if we go down the coast, of course, uh, we start from our home ground in Sydney. Um, then we travel to the major cities, Brisbane, Melbourne, uh, Canberra, um, and of course we are in Gold Coast, Adelaide, uh, a few uh, uh, other areas like Townsville, Rockhampton, uh, Central Coast, Perth, don't forget our friends in Perth, um, a second screening in Sydney, uh, south of uh, in Hobart, Newcastle, and of course, you, you, we, we, we feel we don't leave our friends in the mountains and we have one screening in Blue Mountains uh, in uh, New South Wales. Wow, that is a lot of venues. And what kind of time period is this spaced out over? What, when is your last session? Uh, <laughs> when, we, when we do all the different scheduling and, 
and I, I, we deliberately scheduled them actually just before a lot of the major events, major marathons or major running festival. Uh, so we start from 1st of June and we finish up right into 11th of November. Um, for example, Brisbane, which is the one that Mel you'll be attending, uh, it's actually on the 29th of June. We, we schedule it really deliberately just before Gold Coast Marathon so we can really get everyone all psyched up and go. Wow, that was really cool and that was really powerful and they'll be all charged up and add on to their training and run their little personal best in Gold Coast Marathon. Uh, and that's that's really the key thing on when we when we did all the different planning as we tour around the country. Melbourne is of course before Melbourne Marathon. Um, Canberra uh, and the second Sydney is scheduled just before Sydney Marathon. Uh, Hobart is before some of the big Hobart races. Newcastle is before uh, Fernley, Fernley 15, uh, and of course Perth you have before the Perth version of Sea to Surf. So, so we are pretty excited to to be able to go back to all the different um, familiar places, but also to go to different venues and really connect with runners uh, that we haven't not been there yet. Keith, can I take you back to year one and the initial idea? How did you come up with the idea to put on a film festival? solely focused on running we came across a a uh, we actually if we uh, there was a friend of ours a close friend of ours but had the name of uh Kiralee dear uh she wants she had this project and she actually had it all documented so she ran 860 kilometers over 12 days uh across uh, country new south Wales. Um, uh, to really raise awareness for uh, 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 for domestic violence. Uh, so if you put that in context, uh, uh, her whole journey was documented, and while it was uh, it was amazing uh, purpose and amazing uh, amazing course, um, that piece was actually really powerful when you when you put it into a a whole cinematic experience. And I could just go imagine if we had that on the big screen, and I wasn't. Ah, uh, we I think we're onto something here, and and of course as we start reaching out to to friends within our our community, then we realize, hey, you made the content. I remember last year you did this epic race, Coast to Coast Yosco, and it looked really good. And then I put that together, and then someone said, hey, Keith, do you know I have this great content about me behind the scene filming this runners doing this trail event? And I said, oh, that's three. Let's get another few more. Before I know it, it became a whole two hours content that we just grant. This is going to be pretty epic, and and that's how the first year, it was organized chaos. I call it, um, and that's how the first year came about. Uh, and we had slightly different process for 2016, but <laughs> that was how 2015 started. And what have you got in store for us this year? Can you give us a little preview about what we might see? Yes, I can. I don't want to give too much away. So of the, we actually have um, seven. Uh, seven different pieces making up 119 minutes. Uh, I'm being really specific here to two hours, two hours of continuous uh, uh, different content. We have um, uh, three, uh, sorry, pardon me, four uh, never seen before content. And the range, I think the, the anchor, the key feature film this year, uh, it's a, um, uh, a, a Swedish runner, uh, by the name of Christina. So she wanted to break down the barrier of people's perception of Iran. 
um, and and knowing and you know, people's association with Iran, the the country is often about uh, uh, terrorism and 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 fear and militant. Um, she wants to just run across Iran and just really experience herself. And this is a woman who who have decided on a on a on a three four months out, and she just said, "I'm going to run across Iran on my own." And she, of course, herself is is quite an accomplished endurance athlete, but. The, the whole this 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 story um, it, it, it really captured her fear uh, a woman alone in a foreign country where she speaks none not not a word of the local language um, and and it's it became a really really powerful piece and we are really really fortunate to to have the opportunity to show that first uh, only uh, I think it's only at the festival that we get to show it can I just ask Keith how do you I mean you must get heaps of submissions how do you choose what to include in your festival um it's it's a great question thank thanks for asking that i i uh, it is a very um a lot of the content that was that was shared with us or submitted to us we received a total of 268 uh different uh, submissions and and also part of that is also a few that we curated uh that we know we went to approach because we know it, it was a really strong piece um at, at the end of the day, though, it's really important for me to that this is this is not just about a single single identity. We want this to really appeal to a really broad range of audience uh, that have that little common denominator for love of running. Uh, it can be the the you know uh, us runners, the back of the pack runners, runners who are really you know fifteen twenty hours a week runners to the Olympic the Olympians runners. So. When we when we come to that, it's quite it's quite quick for us to go. This is very focused on just one individual person, and we know it doesn't it would not connect with the audience in the way that we we feel is relevant at this stage. Um, there are pieces that are out there that 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 we know the underlying message, uh, which one of the content is called "Run, Mama, Run," uh, talks about a, a strong athlete uh, going through um, the, the normal daily. Uh, human cycle of being pregnant, but how did that affect her and the elite athlete performance? So it really connect with audience in many different ways. People who are just ordinary people like you, me, and Scotty, and all the park runners who was listening on this podcast. How is that relevant to them? Uh, you certainly don't want to be watching something that you know. I'm not an elite runner. I'm not an Olympian. It doesn't appeal to me. No, it is. It is really there. How how that story is being told? What why they're doing what they're doing, and 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 what they have gone out and really achieved, even though it's so small, it's so small, but the end result is just exponential and really huge. Um, we at well, we scale it down to about twenty five stories, and then we had a panel of um, we call them screeners or reviewers. So these panels are made up of um, we have our charity partners, uh, Anne Crawford and Susanna from Cantu Swim Around Foundation, who's our charity partner. Uh, we have our presenting uh, partner, uh, Traveling Fit, uh, two of the directors who are both mad, mad, crazy runners as well. Uh, so they provided the aspects of runners uh, from from general running cohort, can tours and, and the general running group to enthusiastic hardcore runners like Mary and Mark who have done Marathon the Sables. And then we also have audience uh, screeners that have absolutely don't like sports at all, 
but they can provide from a technical point of view, production value point of view. Oh, that that cinematography was really good. That, that was the storyline for that one was all over the place. So all that this whole team of twelve reviewers sat down. We gave them a little scoring sheet, and then we whittled down to ten. Uh, and then it was left to me to go right from a festival director's point of view. I get to really lock down the final eight. Sorry, final seven. So that's how we got this year's seven. Sorry, that was a long answer to your short question. No, we like long answers. It's good. <laughs> now, I'm guessing, Keith, you're also a crazy mad runner too. I reckon you like running. And I, th- I think you can run pretty fast, can't you? Uh, I'm a... Uh, I'm a... Uh, how do I put myself? I'm the... Uh, the back of the no no I'm the front of the middle of the pack runner, <laughs> or or the very back of the front of the pack. Uh, I I just I came back last month from the uh, Boston Marathon, and I can tell you I have to be I have to put it out there. Boston Marathon, it is unreal. It's an epic epic event. Uh, I, and I I went there for a uh, two fifty nine, uh, but. Uh, I was close, but no cigar. Three oh one oh five was what I walked away uh, with, uh, but it's still a PB. I still walked away with a personal best. Uh, so I'm, I'm a enthusiastic runner, if you want to call it. I reckon there's a, there's probably a, a film or a documentary in that missing your goal by, <laughs> by one minute and fifty seconds or something. That's got to be heartbreaking, even though it's a PB. Yeah, I I, I like to think. Uh, uh, progression, not perfection. I think that's always a good way to to approach it. For us, uh, running is always a, a lifelong process, a lifelong journey. And I think if we achieve all the goals every time, I think it takes away the fun. Now I'm really thinking, what's next? I'm looking at my wife. Can I go Tokyo? Can I go Tokyo 2018? <laughs> uh, and you know, all these little goals to take a take take along the way. Uh, so my uh, personally. Uh, to relay back to a lot of the park runners, actually, uh, the next couple of months I'll be going back to to do be doing a lot of the park runs, really just to get back into that 5K rhythm where you just go out and really just get get a good 5K time and really going week in week out how consistent you are as a runner. Um, then there might be good days in the office, might be bad days in the office, but you're still out there every Saturday, uh, still be in touch with yourself, use that as a baseline. And then build on to get my 10k and a half marathon time. Hopefully by October I'll be down to maybe a a high 80s or low 81s for my half marathon. And then uh, and then yeah, 2018 Tokyo Marathon. It's a in an ideal world that will probably be uh, when I will have my uh, uh, 24th marathon. Uh, that I'll hopefully will go on to get a 259xx. Well, tell us about your parkrun journey. Where's your local run? My my local run. Ooh, I'm a. I live in Sydney, New South Wales. I think we're a bit of a pamper with the the, the options that we've got. Uh, my local closest one is Willoughby, a Willoughby Park Run. But the one that I uh, I'm most biased to that I often would take enjoy my morning drive is Roads Park Run. Um, it's 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 a fairly uh, fast course i think the front runners do mid 16 minutes which is really um a nice flat course 
Um, some other local park runs for me is Mossman, where it's three loops, where it has one pinchy hill in the middle of it. It just go oh, three times. So that keeps you really honest. Um, and, of course, we have the infamous St. Peter's Park Run, uh, which uh, anyone who's listening to the podcast uh, and you're visiting Sydney, you haven't run in Sydney Park Run until you run St. Peter's Park Run. Uh, the hill in the middle, it doesn't look big, but it gets you, but it's one amazing park run. So if you're coming to Sydney to Park Run, go St. Peter's. That's an amazing park run. Uh, that's, that was the first big one in Sydney, and that's still one of the big big ones that, that attracts regularly about 350-ish. Um, did anyone I miss out? I've gone to Cooks River twice. Um, I have not been up to Penrith. I know that's a really fast one. And of course, year on year, I know um, uh, there's a gentleman down in the Sutherland Shire, Damon Bray. Uh, he's always, he's a big advocate for park runs. He has started three park runs already. So Damon uh, uh, is a big advocate for park runs as well. Uh, so it's amazing when, when you, you're constantly in touch with all these different park run groups and you just go, each park run, you have all these people coming out, being really so active within that community. And collectively, every week when, when you get that newsletter from Park Run Australia, you see those numbers go up and up and up and up. And just think how many lives are getting transformed. I know it's very cliche, but people are really actively being out there and and it's like one step for this person, you know, a year later, they'll be thinking, geez, a year ago, I did my first park run, and this is my 50th, 80th, 100, 200, you know, whatever. So it's, it's what Park Run Australia have done, or Park Run in general have done for uh, the sports community. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's huge. I have to say we're big fans. <laughs> I'm, I bet you. I'm just curious, though, Mel, how, Mel and Scott, how many have you all done? How many park runs have you all done? I think I've done 111 actual runs, um, but 39 different events, Scotty. Yep, same, 39 different events and just a few more actual park runs. Well, I, I have to ask that question. Scott, which is your favourite? No, no, I can't answer that. Not on the, not on the podcast. I'd have to stop recording, Keith. <laughs> oh, I have to ask Mel then, since I asked Scott. Mel, any well, No, see, we can't, we can't give away our favourites because, yeah. We just <laughs> want to share the love with everyone. Yeah, I, I guess every park run have its, its own beauty, have its own idiosyncrasies, have its own uh, amazing, fantastic group of volunteers, which I think... We really have to give a big shout out to all the volunteers out there as well, especially this time of the year, especially in Melbourne, where it's now single digit. If I can just put it out there to all the power run volunteers listening to this podcast, I salute you. So <laughs> thank you for keep doing what you're doing. Keith, thank you so much for joining us this week. Uh, good luck, not that you're going to need it, with the Run Nation Film Festival as you go on tour. I hope you manage to get in some parkrun adventures when you're visiting some of the other states and territories with the film festival. And I do love progression, not perfection. I'm going to adopt that, I think. Yeah, please do. Please do. Thanks for having me. And uh, uh, I really uh, would want to encourage all parkrunners to uh, jump on and support this event. This event is made for you. Uh, Run Nation Running Film Festival presented by Travelling Fit. Uh, we want to continue to use this film, this this series of films to connect with you and for you to connect with the sport that's giving you so much uh, and more than just running. It's not just running, it's you. 
So thank you, Scott. Thanks, Kamel. Speaking of fun things to get along to, running film festivals, top of the list. But straight after that, I would say come launches and then anniversaries because that's where cake are. Nice segue, Mel. (laughs) There's one problem. There's no launches this week. Ah, damn it! So let's focus on the anniversaries. Well, there's more likely to be cake at the anniversaries anyway. Who is celebrating their first anniversary this week, Scott? And keeping with our one-week tradition of only announcing first anniversaries, let's see where (laughs) this goes. (laughs) Uh, Congratulations to Bowen in Queensland. Yay, Bowen! They'll have extra reasons to celebrate since they're all piecing, you know, they're all back together again and it's, it's... Happy times. Yeah, happy times. It's not bittersweet. It's the opposite of that. It's sweet, sweet. Happy times also at Narrabri in New South Wales. Narrabri? Narrabri. Narrabri. Definitely Narrabri. Yep. And West Beach in South Australia. Happy anniversary, guys. Well done on making it to your first year of park runs. If somebody wanted to find out where those anniversaries were, though, Scotty, because that's what adventurers do, where would they go? You would visit the Parkrun Australia blog and you would find a list of all the launches, all the anniversaries and all the cancellations whenever you want, all in one place. Like 24-7? 24-7. That's awesome. They don't have to, like, scroll through a million emails to find the most recent parkrun email or anything like that exactly bookmark the page maybe we should bookmark it in the tourism group there's a good idea too let's do that that might make it easier Hmm. okay that's it for this week great to have the boss back and great to hear from keith very enthusiastic keith i can't wait to get along i've got to wait a bit longer than you to see this film festival this year but, I don't know, it's going to be touch and go if you're going to even be there. Make it to the first one? Yeah. Uh, I, I think time will be on my side. Mm, we'll see. <laughs> we had this discussion last week. <laughs> yeah. It's all good. It's all good. I just crossed my legs, seriously. How hard can it be to hold a baby in? Well, it looks like we're going to find out. <laughs> because you've, <laughs> you've promised on a couple of occasions now. To not let anything get in the way. I'm sure it'll be fine. Ye of little faith. I'm a multitasker, Scotty. We're working on something, something exciting coming up in the next few weeks. We hope it'll be exciting. So that's a little tease. I'm not going to say anything more than that. Yeah, and don't say anything more than that because you often tease people with, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And then, you know, we don't. All those things are happening. (laughs) Remember, Remember March Madness? That was going to become May Madness. We didn't say which year, did we? It, well, maybe June Madness. And then I tell no, you, what, that's, I, that's I don't think be June's fun. gonna. I don't think June's a good month to do it. Whatever happens, we got a lot going on in June. It's gonna, okay, July Madness. How does that? That's got a nice ring to it. Yes, it's going to be fun. That's going to be fun. The book club reviews. The book book clubs. It's coming. We're we're not prolific readers. Well, I'm not, and I'm the I'm the weak link here. No, I wouldn't say that. I would say the book supply chain is the weak link because it's taking forever for my book to arrive. I checked the P.O. box again today and it still isn't there. Okay. 
So that's all It'll coming. It'll get here eventually. Yeah, coming. it is. We're going to make good on those promises <laughs> eventually. <laughs> yeah, we're going we're to wrap the podcast up at the end of the year, and so we've only got a few. Don't no, say things like true. that. That's not true. But they're all coming. Guarantees. Scotty Trickett guarantees they're all coming. Thanks again, Mel, for this week. Yeah, you know what? Before I go, I'm going to sample a new event on Saturday. Are you? Another one? Yeah. Two weeks in a row? Yep. Oh, you are not. Yeah, I am. I'm run directing. I can't, I can't oh. move. So we were equals for one week only. Oh, I'm coming for you, Trickett. <laughs> Don't get all cocky about getting one ahead of me on this list, okay? Well, you're actually not. Because I am. As soon as I don't have to go to yoga, pregnancy yoga any, anymore, this, this small backer is like hitching a ride all over the countryside. Okay. Our youngest adventurer ever. They, she, he will need to be because by the time it pops out, I'm going to be a few ahead. Oh, yeah. Well, make the most of it while you can because it's not going to last very long. I will. I'm going to mention it at the end of every episode. <laughs> <laughs> You're a good friend. That's all right. I would do exactly the same thing. And I have been for several months. Actually, no, I've been. No, you haven't. <laughs> yeah. I, I haven't been rubbing it in anywhere near as much as you are right now. So You are the better person and the better friend. <laughs> so thank you, Mel. I'll speak to you next week. Episode 71. I'll be there.